everybody. Welcome back to the Corey Charette Show episode on this 22nd day of June. How's everyone doing out there today in the wonderful world of the internet and the universe? Saturday morning. <clears throat> Excuse me here in beautiful, lovely Connecticut. Have my cup of coffee with me here. So uh, finally had some good weather here in Connecticut. This week has pretty much been rain. Today it's going to be beautiful as Castie's graduation party starts have kids sleeping upstairs so i'm kind of relegated to the basement right now but i don't care because i'm here talking to you guys how you going doing getting ready for fourth of july week weekend i can't even call it a weekend because technically fourth of july it's a thursday which is one of those bullshit holidays so either you take friday off or you work and it's one of those uh yeah i'm gonna work but i will be doing it remotely because fuck it i'm not getting dressed to go to work i will stay in my pajamas and get my Kind of four day weekend without having a four day weekend, you know. Kind of work at home. Hopefully, it'll be quiet. Hopefully, a lot of the businesses will be closed that we deal with in the insurance world, and um, I can pop up Netflix and something and keep working. You know, that's the one thing about office jobs and earbuds. Play some music, get in, listen to a podcast, get into the zone. Which some of you probably right now could be going, "Hey, I'm listening to Corey right now. He's talking about work. I'm at work." But yeah, when I'm at home, it's kind of nice to be able to like turn the radio, not radio, turn the, the podcasts on external speakers or throw up something on Netflix or some TV show or something and just, you know, got some background noise without having to go, oh, my, my earbuds in. Oh, hold on, you got a question? What? And that shit. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yeah, so we got groceries for the party. I come to the house yesterday. There's li- literally, literally, a dozen well packs of soda, at least a gross of soda in the house, water. Fridge and freezer are full of burgers and got chips and shit on the counter and desserts and popsicles and everything under the sun. Of course, all for the party. And uh, I get home from work yesterday, cut the lawn. I, cu- I literally come home, cut the lawn so it looks good. So, And I stayed outside till like 730. I like, did not go in the house till like 730 in the, at night. And I'm hungry. I'm starving at this point. I was hungry by six. I'm starving at this point. Open the free fridge. Berry. Antipot pesto or pasto, whatever the hell it's called. Um, oh my God, there's burgers to cook hot dogs. There's just fruits and vegetables. This thing is so full, you can't even see the light, really. I'm like, well, fuck, I am hungry. What the hell am I going to eat? <clears throat> now I look over and there's a box of open Fruit Loops. I'm like, well, okay, that's good enough. I haven't had Fruit Loops in a while. God, that was so good. Oh my god. So yeah, <laughs> so I had Fruit Loops for, for for dinner. Did the Average Joe show last night. Had some fun. Then we did some fun shit last night. I don't know if we're gonna do it again, but I don't know if it was because we were just in wacky place. So uh, Brady, Brady Hendricks, he uh, has a friend that he likes to shit on on Twitch. Lovingly shit on him on Twitch and. uh so he's like, hey, let's go check out the, the game they're playing. And they were playing some pirate type of first person perspective type of game. And there was not much action going on. We just start shitting all over this game. I mean, there's a point. Well, Brady plays the game. He's like, yeah, there's some down slow, slow part stuff. I'm like, I mean, we literally for like 15 minutes watched them walk around an island. That's it. We'll just walk around the island grabbing things. I'm like, OK, this is like Minecraft with better graphics. <laughs> And we were laughing our ass off. And I think the funniest line was what I said last night. And it's like, Brady's like, 
well, you know, there's things in this game that you can unlock and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, one thing I wish this game would unlock fun. We just lost our shit. So we spent like an hour doing that. I was exhausted by that time, but it, but it was fun. We might do that more often. We put videos up and just, we were just shitting all over stuff just for fun. Not a, an official podcast, just like fucking picking on the, on games and stuff like that. It, it was a blast. And uh, I, he says his friend's going to lo- love that. We didn't record it. And it was just, it was great. It really was. Oh, boy. Ah, I don't know. I really have nothing much else to say this week. Um, just going to work, trying to get some hours in. Uh, yeah, I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning yesterday, 3 a.m. And go to bed till 11 p.m. So you do the quick math on that. That's 20 hours straight of being awake. There was no napping, no, let me close my eyes for a few minutes. It was literally, I was starting to fall asleep doing the little bullshitting commentary we did. But yeah, I mean, I hit the bed at 11. Erica's in bed and she's like still tired and I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm hungry. Like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just on me to this? Uh-huh. I could barely move. I literally, literally zonked out within minutes and she's a, she asked Cassie to get her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Remember getting the sandwich? And then I remember it's 5 a.m. It's like, wow. And I'm still I'm still exhausted two and a half hours later. It's 7.30 in the morning as I record this for you folks. Because we're going to get ready for the party soon anyway. And I try to record on Saturdays. As the wife's doing her online. English is a second language class. Which we talked about in the latest finally talk duo episode. Which I hope we do some more of these. And uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, just crazy man so i'm i'm kind of babbling here i always do i hope you guys don't mind that has, has anyone actually been listening to this has anyone told any of your friends let me know i'd like to like to try to i'd like to i don't know i want to like hone this show a little bit i don't want it to be like a zuku show but i want it to be like a conversation a little bit of fun a little bit of this a little bit of that thing i don't want to be like i want it to be just like this show or i want it to be just like this show but when i like listen to xm radio and hear howard stern on there and i'm like I want to have fun like that. I want to do that. But when you do it by yourself, you really can't. But I just, I don't know. Just maybe this will build into something, you know? I mean, that's how shit starts. Just one one episode at a time. Uh, I got a few stories here we can talk about. Uh, start with the first one here. You always wonder if people are really as nice as they seem to be. And I, and I think, and I honestly think this guy really is John Cena. He is one of the, you know, of course, the WWE wrestler. If you don't know who he is, you should know. I mean, he's got he's dipped into acting a little bit. He's done some um, commercials. I think it was the Glad Bags or something like that. Good looking guy, well built, funny. You know, kind of like all, 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 like a well rounded person, not just a, a meat headed athlete. Like you get some of these people out there in the world like that. Well, apparently, um. On this Wednesday, he uh, he lost a bet. So apparently last year, he met um, Logan Allen, who was a minor league pitcher for the San Diego Padres team. At He met him at the Tampa Steakhouse. Tampa, by the way, uh, is one of the like the secondary headquarters to WWE. Is Well, a lot of the wrestlers live down there in Stanford, Connecticut. It's the, the official headquarters. So that's the two places you're really going to see a lot of these wrestlers. So he met this Logan Allen there. And they became best friend. They became fast friends, good friends. Um, but Cena saw also saw himself as a mentor to the young athlete, wanted to give him a challenge. So he challenged him. He said, 
uh, John said it seemed as if he had rarely faced failure. So I'm like, how can I create a situation not to have Logan fail, but to face him with the concept of failure? So Cena explained in the in a video. He said, "I bet him a dollar that he wouldn't make the major leagues." Simple bet. Bet him a dollar. So Cena was betting on the likelihood that like most players get drafted to play in the pros, never make it to the top rung. You know, you can be in the farm league for 15, 20 years, and yeah, no, you're not good enough. There are people that are good, okay at something, but they're not exceptional. It's it happens. You can be, you can enjoy something. You can be okay at it, but you can never master it. And some of the farm league people are like that. They're either they could be just there or on their way up or on their way down. So Cena bet him a dollar on this, and Cena also promised that if he did make it to the big leagues, he would personally come out and and make good on his bet right on the pitcher's mound. So once Alan learned he was going to be pitching in the big leagues, he tested the wrestler friend and said, hey, you owe me a dollar. He added, I think he sent me as many texts as my mom did. That was awesome. He's so supportive. So John Cena, not just, like, yeah, okay, whatever. He was so happy and so supportive that he, he could do this. So uh, last Tuesday night's game at Petco Park, um, John Cena was there, and he watched uh, Alan pitch seven scoreless innings against the Milwaukee Brewers for a 7-1 to one victory. Allen was, of course, thrilled by the whole evening, which included him getting his first major league win and his first major league hit. Allen said this was so awesome. I'm glad he could be here. He's wearing my jersey. That was really cool. Obviously, John owes me a dollar, so I can't wait to receive it. And of course, John did pay off the, bit, the bet before the game. And I like that. People need to be challenged in life. It's true. This, you know... We got to understand, and I've explained this before on a very depressing episode of the show, that we all need to be challenged. Give yourself a goal. You're not always going to make that goal. It's true. It's there are times when you're like, I'm just, I want to X. You might never get to X. You might get to X instantly, but we we all fail in life. And I think John, who knows that these millennials don't understand failure you need to challenge him a dollar is not a challenge it's like he's not doing it for he's doing it because he wants to be in the major leagues there's a reason why he's a pitcher there's a reason why he's in the minor leagues he wants that goal he might never get that goal it's very rare how many high school baseball players do you know make it to the majors gotta get to college pretty much hopefully you go there for four years and you're going to probably go in the minors. Very few people go right to the majors. You know, it's not like football. Football is either. seems like football is either. You play, you're in the, you're in the NFL, or you're not. There's, I don't even know if there's like a farm league for football. But yeah, it's uh, so cool. I mean, John Cena is just, just awesome. Just an awesome friend. I mean, I like the fact that it's not just like, oh, I'm John Cena. I'm, I'll pretend to be nice to you. And I walk away and I forget who you are. This, no. This is a good friendship here, and I like that. And it's just, it's just John Cena, and I hope he, I hope he, he treats him just like it's just, it's, it's my friend John. You know, that's the thing. As if I ever had a celebrity, if I ever came friends with a celebrity or something like that, after not, not being friends with someone who beco- who becomes a celebrity, but being friends with somebody who already is a celebrity, it would just be like you're just, yeah, they're just so and so. I wouldn't be going out. Oh, so I hung out with ex a celebrity here, or, or my my friend so and so. No, it just you don't. 
you know, how's it doing? Oh, they're doing good. You know, you don't do that. Like, like if someone said, Hey, you know, how's Corey doing? Oh, he's doing good. And I can blah, 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 blah. No, I'm not. I wouldn't want to be one of those people. And I don't want people like that to be like that around me. I got a local story here, too. It's a local story, but it's one of those things we hear all the time. School here in Connecticut called Manchester High School. has had a mascot since 1949 called the Indians. They're the Manchester High School Indians. So Catherine Minor, an incoming Manchester High School senior, says, I just think that having the word is inherently divisive and hateful. Her and ever, every, several other students did some research into the topic and also polled students, and they say they found that about 57% want the change, 14% want it the way, to keep it the way it is, and 28% don't care. So basically, 43% are happy. They, don't, they, they want it the way it is. Change is bad. So the students presented an alternative mascot, which was smart to do, called the Red Hawks, at a public forum in the high school Wednesday night, and they found that not everyone is thrilled with the idea. They talked to one guy, and of course, who you know? Okay, first of all, who's the first type of who's the first who's the first people that will not want this mascot? If you think about it, 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 it's common sense. We're not talking. Well, let's let's keep the administration out of it. Who who's the first people that would not want this? The alumni. They talked to uh, Ed Bergren, who actually graduated the high school in 1947. Two years before they actually had a mascot, he says, I don't think it's disrespectful that the Manchester High School has an Indian mascot because I think it's honoring the Indians. The Podunk, which was which we named after our named our Indian after was a great tribe, says Wally Irish, who graduated in 1965. It's respect to the past. They're not looking to erase anyone's memories, I don't think. They're just looking to move on forward from what become unfortunate or full stereotype said one of the graduates from 1996. <sighs> I'm surprised. 1996 would make him... 1878 would make him... He's a fucking tail end. Tail end of a fucking mol uh, millennial. He's that part. He's that part. Yeah, okay. Oh, he's this fucking pussies. I don't know. I mean, it's part of history. We... It's been there forever. If you're, you know, we talking about the fucking Washington Redskins changing their name because, gosh forbid, that's 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 wrong. Indians, Indians. I here's what I was I was saying this jokingly. Here's what I would like to see. I would like to see somebody have a team called the Indians and have the people that are native to India have a mascot and be on the team and. See, uh, who okay? Here's my question, and I I, I posted I I mentioned this comment yesterday on the Average Joe Show. The people that are offended by this are not the people that are affected by this. Let me explain this to you. I bet you Dollar Donuts in Manchester too. I bet you these kids are predominantly white. I bet you they have no Indian heritage in them. Uh, what do the Indian students in school think? What do the, the uh, let me I shouldn't say Indian Native American students in the school think? I think they're probably the 28% I don't give a shit or the whatever. I think it's funny that when when somebody <clears throat> something goes on with a certain race, a religion, um, gender, that gender is a little too too broad. 
but something like that, or a, a, a disability or something like that. It's funny that those ones that are should be the ones, the, those ones that could be offended aren't offended. I don't, so, so that's the thing. So, so I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm, I should go, I'm offended. It doesn't affect me. I'm not Native American. I have no Native American blood in me that I know of. I'm not, I'm not Elizabeth Warren, and I won't say I do have a Native American blood, but I don't, I don't understand how I should say I'm offended. Okay, you're offended, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you. You know? It it doesn't affect you. You might support it, but you shouldn't be like, I'm if no, you're not offended. You cannot be offended, you know. Um it's the I, I was listening to uh Joe Rogan podcast uh, yesterday. I was listening to one, and uh one of the people on the show was talking about this is where I come up with this, was talking about he was doing a stand-up act and there was a kid in a wheelchair, special needs kid. I, they kind of like, we weren't specific enough on it was, um, heckling him <clears throat> and the, the comedian turned around and heckled him back. And you know, I think it was on YouTube and they're going back and forth, but who was offended in the wheelchair? No, he knew what he was doing. He, he egged him on. It's, it's was it the parents of the kid in the wheelchair? Of course. Was it other people that don't have anyone in their life that are handicapped or do have someone in their life and they're handicapped and they are not the ones in the wheelchair? Of course. <clears throat> the kid had no problem with it. I think the people that have a problem with it are the ones that it doesn't affect at all. Um, another example I want to give, and this is a little different, but it's, Instead of ignoring things, Bill Cullen, if you guys remember Bill Cullen, he was a, uh, a game show host forever. Thick glasses, short gentleman, <clears throat> did the sh did shows forever. And he had a certain um, illness or disease where he kind of walked funny. He dragged one foot. And he, like, And you never, whenever they did um, game shows, they always had him at the podium. So he was, so that they wouldn't show. And it, it, people knew about it, but no, like, no one ever talked about it. And, and uh, this is a story you probably heard before. Mel Brooks was on uh, one of the game shows with him. And I think after the show or something like that, because like no one would, would acknowledge this. And Bill's walking and he's got this funny little, and it looks funny. Okay. And Mel Brooks like, it looks funny. So what do I do? I do the same thing to him. And like Bill goes up to him and hugs him or whatever like that and goes, you know what? You're the only one that's ever like acknowledged this. And, and he, he was, he, he loved it because People are so afraid. Oh my God, he's in a wheelchair. Let's not talk about the wheelchair. You know what? He's in a wheelchair. He understands he's in a wheelchair. Make a joke. It, it, you know, it's, hey, come on, let's, let's climb the stairs. Ha ha, you can't climb the stairs. You're not, you're, you're not, you're not making fun of them in a bad way. They're going to egg you on. Hey, I'm fat. <laughs> Oh, let's go hit the buffet again, fat ass. Okay, I'm fat. Okay. Oh my God. I'm offended. Oh my God. You called me fat. Well, you know what? I'm fucking fat. I know. I can change, blah, blah, blah. People in wheelchairs can't magically just get up and walk away. <clears throat> Maybe they can make hovercrafts and that would be fucking awesome. Then we all be jealous. So then they will win at the end. But I'm tired of this. We need to change the past. We already like, let's tear down the Confederate statues in this country. Okay. And because that that incur that that discusses slavery, no, it doesn't. The Civil War was not just about slavery; it was about a lot of things. 
It was about the South seceding from the from the North. It was economic values. It wasn't just slavery. You go find books about history, about the Civil War, and it's not like the Civil War is about slavery, period. No, that is not the way it is. And if you want to pull that card, and I said this, and not two days after I had said this, when this shit started, someone else said it. I said, I guess we should pull statues down of Thomas Jefferson. He was a well-known slave owner. Oh, yeah, he was also a... Uh, he was also an adulterer because he had sex with his slaves too while he was married. <clears throat> but we should get rid of his his statues, right? Yeah, well, okay. I think you want to play that fucking card. Let's do that. One of the schools around here, uh, Yale, I think it was Yale, had a had a hall called Coolidge Hall. I can't remember the name of it. Something like that. But it was named after someone who owned slaves. I don't fucking know about that. Okay. School said we're not going to change it, but the students went pissy and moaning. We're going to change it because it's a savory. You get to savory. Like, so they changed it. I don't know. I think you should say, basically say, go fuck yourselves. We're not changing it. It's part of the history. It's the past. Slavery was acceptable in the 1700s and a good part of the 1800s, period. Fact, end of discussion. It was acceptable. We have to say, yes, that's fine. All right, you know what? Spoiler alert. People, slaves were owned. But if you if you want to totally erase slavery, then you cannot talk about reparations either. We're, we're, we're not acknowledging slavery. You cannot, we can't talk about reparations, which I don't understand how people today who were never slaves should get reparations. <clears throat> reparations should have been given out to people that were alive at the time. So that's funny how that always comes up with this, this stuff. But people are offended by the littlest fucking things. I think the internet kind of fucking embraced that shit too. Because in the real world, you would go and you would go to a, a, con a con conference, a committee, or hang out with some people, and you're like, well, you know, this is my feelings, and it's like weird, and the people that like it will stick together, and the people that don't, they go, well, whatever. And uh, the internet makes that group bigger. So even, so you're not the silent, you're not the silent minority, and silent majority, silent minority, you're the obnoxious minority. You know? I agree in this. La, 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 la. It's like it's like pita. Like I like to eat cows. Cows. Blah 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 blah. But shut the fuck up, okay? I like it. You're on a mission. You're not going to change the fucking world, okay? Let it be. I think we should change the names of these schools mascots to like the Manchester High. Go fuck yourselves. Does that offend you now? Good. Oh, I'm sorry. I just I'm from that generation where we just like you know we. It was there, and we accept it. It's not like we're ignoring it. I see the name Indian. I think of Native Americans. I think of the history in this country. I think of how many billions of dollars they're making on the casinos nowadays. Okay? I thought this was kind of interesting. Abraham Lincoln. Of course, we all know about Abraham Lincoln and the Abraham Lincoln Bible. And, of course, everyone, if you know, the most famous Abraham Lincoln Bible is located or is used for what? That's right. It's used for the presidential inauguration, the Lincoln Bible. And I thought there was just one Lincoln Bible, but apparently, my friends, they have gotten a brand new one. It just resurfaced after 150 years. Um, this Bible, what going on display for the first time at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library Museum in Springfield, Illinois. Apparently, this book was given to him on June 16th, 1864, during a rare wartime trip to Philadelphia. Now, here's an interesting, raising money for wounded soldiers. How did he raise the money? 
He donated 48 signed copies of the Emancipation Proclamation that were sold for fundraising. How fucking unusual is that? Talk about a piece of history I never even heard about. We all know about the Emancipation Proclamation. Freeing the slaves. And I guess presidents did do, you know, money-making campaigns and shit for wounded soldiers. Wounded soldiers, 1864. We talk about the Wounded Warrior Program today, but can you imagine in 1864 that President Abraham motherfucking Lincoln was doing this shit too? How fucking awesome is that? And donated signed copies of the Emancipation Proclamation. That is so cool. Hey, you want Lincoln's signature? Here you go. Let's 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 put it on eBay. What how much those things go for nowadays? How rare is Lincoln's signature? That's a good question. I mean, we've seen it on the, I don't know if we've seen that anywhere. I mean, it's it's like on Wikipedia. I believe. It's it's obvious on the Emancipation Proclamation. And he's a president, so his signature's got to be around. But I wonder how how valuable it is. How many um, things out there that are authentically Abraham Lincoln's signature on it. But it's interesting that they actually does fundraising that's doing this. While he was there, he was he was he was given an 18-pound gilded Bible decorated with the words faith, hope, charity by the hospital that treated the wounded and ill soldiers during the Civil War. The cover of the Bible actually reads presented to Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, by the ladies of the Citizens Volunteers Hospital of Philadelphia. <sighs> Could you imagine that? I think there's like six Bibles now. I just want to know how this Bible. I read this whole article and there's really nothing in it, but how this how did this Bible just show up now? First of all, something like this that lasted this many years, you know, 150 years, 155 years after it was given to him is amazing. I just I, I like I love like pieces of history that are just found. Or we uh, go, we find something. Go, oh my God, we were wrong about this. Like, oh man's been around longer than we thought because of this. Or, oh, we only thought there were so many of these. We found an extra one. Some years ago, I remember they said uh, apparently there are copies of Da Vinci's Mona Lisa out there, or he made multiple versions of it. It's like really, oh, and look, little things like this. I was like talking about the Mount Everest where there's lines to go to the top. It's like, huh? It's not what I know. Lincoln doing fundraising trips for wounded warriors, wounded soldiers. Signed copies of the proclamation, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. Weird shit like that. It's just your mind just gets blown. I mean, I'm not a history buff, but I know the big, big points in history and little things like that. Like, hey, did you know? And I love that. So added to the Lincoln Bible collection. How cool is that? Yeah, I just, I love that. I mean, so we have another Bible out there. It's not like he wrote it or anything like that. It's just a gift he got. Mary Todd wrote in it because she got it obviously after he passed away and it handed it to a neighbor. But I want to know how it got from, from Lincoln to where we got it today. Did it stay in somebody's family? Did the last person will it to, to, to the Lincoln Museum? You know? It reminds me of um, watching like Pawn Stars. I mean, Pawn Stars is the best example. Where someone has something that was handed down to them. I, I think one of them was Wyatt Earp's signature and a picture and shit like that. And it was like, yeah, it was given to me from my family and it's been in our family forever. And they go, yeah, this is a fake. 
Somebody wrote it, signed it years ago. This isn't real. There's no proof of this. this. It's just a signature. We can't even prove who these people. This is just a picture. And back that you know you your 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 mind goes to that place like oh this is just a part of history. It's so amazing. I actually own a piece of history. And then you turn around and go, I know it's fake. And you're like oh, kind of kind of kills kills your uh, your hopes. God. Um, well, my friends, I've got one more story here. Let's let's move on. I want to talk about um, a, a, a Toronto-based novelist who wrote on Twitter about her cousin, uh, Saiban Casey. That's her name from England. Saiban Casey. It's an unusual spelling name here. Uh, so Saiban was in England, and she told her colleagues she wanted a Mariah Carey birthday cake. Um, her colleagues misunderstood her. So she got a different cake, and not a Mariah Carey cake, but a Mary Curie cake. <laughs> and you got to go look this up online. Oh, it's a birthday cake. You know, you know how they take a picture of somebody, you bring it in, and they make it into frosting. So it's a birthday cake. It's got seven cupcakes on top with little candles in to say happy birthday. And on the cake, it's got a printed picture of, of Mary Curie. Marie Curie. I'm like, that is the weirdest looking motherfucking cake in the world. Why? And wouldn't you think somebody would be like, you want Marie Curie? You know who Marie Curie is? She's the one who discovered radium. Died because of it. You sure you want her on her? She likes scientists on her cake. I would be like, are you sure? Because once we do this, we're done. I want you to sign this. Confirm that, you, you, that you're not stupid. And you're signing, I am stupid, basically. Happy birthday. They got, she got a kick out of it. I was like, oh, Mariah Carey. Okay, now, first of all, it's, the, it's 2019. Who the fuck wants Mariah Carey on their cake? I'd be like having the Dukes of Hazard on your cake. It's like, are you way out of the wrong generation? She doesn't look that old. 20s, 30s, maybe? Mariah Carey, I don't know. Mariah Carey was kind of like a, where are they now? Like, oh, she's still around? Okay, yeah. Hey, Mariah, whatever. But I think it's an interesting way to, to have a birthday party. And you know what? I think I am going to call it a day because we are about there at this time, my friends. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you got any stories you want me to talk about, you can always send them over to me. Our, my email address to my phone is Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at sayitproductions.com. That's Corey. At sayitproductions.com or voicemail is 774-327-2948-774-32. Say it. These are remember, put in your phone, add it to your contacts, send it to your friends, talk to your friends, let your friends know where we are. Where are we at? Sayitproductions.com slash Corey. C-O-R-E-Y, sayitproductions.com slash Corey. That's where everything is and everything else out there. Go to there. It's got tons of shit on shows. Talk about Average Joe Show out there. Talk duo. Sci-Fi Watcher. A lot of stuff we do. We have a lot of fun out there. So you check it out sayproductions.com slash Corey. I hope you all have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. <laughs>